Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes, and then go to our website, HangingWithApes.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter. In today's episode, we're going to discuss a whole lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff to cover. It's Memorial Day right now. By the time you get this episode, it'll be Tuesday after Memorial Day, but still, happy Memorial Day to everybody. We're going to go over Farrakhan and some of his recent comments about Trump that you might find surprising. We're going to go over Pusha T's new album, Daytona, the artwork, the track list, everything like that. We're going to go over an interview between Lil Pump and J. Cole, what the interview was about, why did the interview take place, what it means for rap and hip-hop. We're going to go over an assault that happened in New Jersey, a beach in New Jersey, of a white woman, some of the comments that stemmed from it. And then we're going to go over, yes, there's another topic we're going to go over, Instagram models. So uh, that should uh, get some people's uh, attention just off that alone. But it may not be what you think. So a lot to go over. Yeah. A lot a to go lot, over. A whole lot. Uh, let, let's, start, let's start with rap. Let's start yes. with rap. I want um, to address this. <laughs> uh, and then, and then we'll, we'll branch out from there. Uh, Daytona, Pusha T, what'd you think? Amazing. I liked it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, at first, when uh, I saw the track list, and I don't know if I, if we knew about the track list before, but I know when I first found out it was going to be seven tracks, I was a little disappointed. But it actually worked. I feel that it worked. I feel that uh, he wrapped his ass off, and I feel like, the, the the content was was really good and um and then the outro he he threw shots at Lil Wayne, Birdman and Drake and then Drake responded that was that was interesting Lil Wayne you think shots were thrown at Lil Wayne I thought I felt more like shots were thrown at Birdman and Cash Money I didn't even really feel like shots were thrown at Drake I felt, Oh yeah like with what Yeah cuz he pretty much said that Drake uh, has a ghostwriter. Pretty much, he not only that. Then well, he didn't. He didn't say Drake. No, but I mean, Quentin. When he said Quentin, he said because uh, remember when he says the line. Uh, what does he say? Um, he, he has that Trump line. He's like, uh, like something about pending, and then he's like, well, it was written like Nas, uh, but written by Quentin, which is like, I guess. I well not known, but allegedly he he's written stuff for Drake before, so that's where like the correlation. And then at the end, he kind of says something. So essentially, that because this is the first I'm hearing of this, so that yeah. Drake has a ghostwriter named Quentin. Yeah, and 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 then uh, that's why in the song, Dr- the the uh, is it Duppy or yeah. Doopy or yeah, the freestyle. Yeah, freestyle by Drake. That's why he's like I made like he has a line where he talks about he says Q saying like you know yes keep saying Q made me. Shit, if anything, I, I made him because he has a better life because he wrote for me. So, you know, obviously, 
that that's been like an issue. That's that's where Drake was. And then with Lil Wayne, I don't know. I didn't take it too much as a crazy shot, but he did. He was kind of saying because okay, let's let's go all the way back to the song Exodus, which was before the the song Exodus. He talks about he he's kind of like almost like talking to Drake and then saying like you're signed by a guy, signed by another guy, signed by this guy. Yeah, and then yeah, I remember that. He pretty much predicts what was gonna happen. To Lil Wayne, because at that point everything was good with them, you know, or you know, still, still good. And then he that, pretty much—that's an interesting point. You're right about that. Yeah, that's like, interesting. Look, fast forward to now, like he foretold what would happen to Lil Wayne as far as like now you're stuck and Birdman is not like not backing to, you he's up, not trying to pay you. He's not trying to pay you. So, so which makes that like almost like a legendary diss song because like it's like you said what was gonna happen and then it happened. So I count Exodus as kind of like the beginning of that. So 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 yeah. a few things before we delve into like the, the, the tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. First thing I want to say is about the track list. I didn't know that the track list was going to be seven tracks uh, until maybe like a few days before the album dropped. Then you told me then. I think you were the one that told me that. Yeah. And then uh, because I found out when I found out the, what the, the artwork was, which I thought the artwork was brilliant. Yes, the artwork. If for people that don't know, is a picture of Whitney Houston's bathroom in 2006 at the peak of her drug addiction. Which anybody that doesn't know about Pusha T's rhymes and raps, it's it's very you know drug related, not drug use, but drug dealing and like the the undertone, the underbelly of society. But he doesn't say it. He doesn't rap about it in like an over glorified way. He's poetic about it, yeah, and he does it with like no regrets. But, but there's the 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 deep emotional poetry that goes along with what he's saying. It just makes it feel more real than glorified. Uh, so a backstory to the to the artwork. Kanye West, who is uh, you know uh, uh, Pusha T's producer, paid eighty five thousand dollars for them to be able to use that picture as his album cover. So there's there's that. Another thing I wanted to say was now I think that all these albums that are coming out this summer related to Kanye West are going to be short, uh, short like that. Yeah. Because there was a Twitter post I saw a few weeks ago of Kanye like in in uh in a room and like it's like he's making a beat and like there's a bunch of dry erase boards and I it says like Pusha's album and then I remember it had like a few tracks on it. It yeah. says Ye's album, Nas album, and then uh, uh, Kids, which is like the the, the Kid Cudi, uh, Kanye group, Ghost yeah. something, Ghost Kids of the Ghost of the Kids or something like that. Yeah. And it's and it's short. So then, to me, I guess that means that like they this is something that they have set up for the summer as they're releasing these albums yeah. that they want it that they want it shortened. Um, uh, you know, and then in, in the Twitter post, Kanye is just like making a beat, and then you see all these little dry erase boards, but you don't see the track list for all of them. You see that like they're still picking tracks. Like some of the some of the tracks are picked, some of them aren't. And then as I remember, like Pusha T's out of all the track lists was the most complete, and I guess that's because his album was the closest to coming out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that's pretty interesting. I didn't think that the the shots at Drake were that hard though. Like I didn't no. even, I, in all honesty, I didn't even think that it was hard enough to warrant a response, but apparently it did. 
And then I guess the final thing that I have to like say in response to everything you opened up with is like, I don't even know if like I would bring up Drake having a ghostwriter, whether he does or he doesn't. Yeah. Cause I'll be honest with you. Drake Drake's writing. It's pretty whack to me. Like, and, and I actually, as I like recently, like been listening to the Pusha T album, like I made a conscious effort to re-listen to KOD and re-listen to like Nice for What, and then Drake uh, dropped uh, another song a few days called "I'm Upset" or something yeah. like that. Apparently, he's upset. <laughs> uh, dude, like that shit is like weak. Like yeah. it's not, and and I. It's watered down music now. It, 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 like I don't, and, and I and then I see people quoting it on Twitter and on Instagram. Like, you think that this is good? That like these bars are so fucking watered down and weak. Yeah, like the freestyle, he had a couple decent lines. I'll give him that, but right, it ain't but, shit. But like I'm, people I'm, made I'm, it seem like well, it was ether. Right, like that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not from, ether. I'm from a, the time of nailing the coffin. Like that's where I like the time I'm from. Where yeah, back down by fifty or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like hail mary, fifty cent Eminem, Buster Rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit ain't close to the worst diss track I've heard in, during that time. It's not no. nowhere near close. Uh, back to back close wasn't to even the weaker ones. Yeah, like it. It, it was you know. It, it's you know. He of course it's entertainment. I'm happy. I'm happy because this is entertaining. Like when I was in high school, I was one thing. When we were in high school, that was one thing we were always into. Like oh damn the beefs. Let's see what happens. Because you know that's like a, a way where like people you know they test each other and see what's up. But again, this ain't no Exodus by Pusha T. That was poetic. Like, if you go on YouTube, and I don't care if you don't like rap or whatever, uh, what you said, which was like, you know, not an, he doesn't over-glorify it, but it's so poetic and, like, mm-hmm. dark and gritty. That video it, that video is like a perfect, one of those perfect street videos. I don't know if you remember it. No, I don't. Um, it's like one of those street videos that you could tell is kind of quick, and but, like, some of the imagery, like, when it starts and, like, the beat starts... And it's like the ha ha ha. You see, like a crack fiend, like smoking his pipe, and like it's just, man, it's 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 crazy, magical. Like like so, you could tell like he he really thinks about all these things and the way he says his bars, but like Drake is not on that level. You go on Twitter and then like people have you feeling like Drake just dropped like fucking, like you said, nailed in the coffin by him. Like no, he did not. Yeah. You know, so that's that's how watered down is. Like these kids think it's cool. How do you what feel about say? the the length of the album? Seven tracks, about twenty one minutes. I was disappointed at first when you told me, but then when I heard it, I completely understood it because it flowed so well. Like, and it made you feel guilty to to go to the next song because you kind of saw from the beginning, from the first three tracks, you kind of saw what Kanye and Pusha T kind of envisioned. Like, I'm here yeah. to say, you know, what I got to say, and it's all gonna flow. It's gonna be almost like one big sound bite. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, so it's like every time I want to skip, because I always do that. Like I always kind of breeze through. I couldn't do it with this album because like the beats, they weren't the beats weren't great, but they, like the way they flowed onto and, the and, next and song, it, they were cohesive with each other. Yeah, and like this, like album as if, like I reference it more to a piece of art than I would like just a, a music album. Exactly. Like it's like. Yeah, she gives me goosebumps thinking about it, man. Like it's like 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 it, it, it's cohesive with the artwork, the message behind it. 
it, it's great. It's great. Like, um, and to add on to that, every beat, like, because some of the beats I felt like they were, uh, you know, minimalist, but aesthetically they flowed together. So it's like I, I understood what they were trying to do with it. Well, well, and then this coincides with what I what I had uh, uh, put on the Snapchat uh, to you and Donnell yeah. ab- about my feelings about Pusha T that that I realized with this album that I actually put him above J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar because I've heard J. Cole on very like minimalist beats, weak yeah. beats, whatever, however you want to phrase it. I've heard Pusha T on minimalist beats and I've heard Kendrick Lamar on minimalist beats. And by far... The one that stands out is Pusha T by far, yeah. like on those on those type of beats. And so to me, that's true talent. Like, cause cause if you can keep me entertained, and like the beat is like rather poor, or, or like yeah. or or well, in this case, I wouldn't say that these were poor beats. I would say that they were like in, in minimalist by intention. Like I feel like a yeah. lot of times when I hear a minimalist beat, it doesn't seem like it was by intention. I just feel like. The producer like exhausted his talents. Like yeah. that's the extent of his talent. These beats were more so like this was by choice. Yeah, this was by choice. And I would say I would say that that KOD, which was uh, Jay Cole's last album, they were minimalist, but it seemed like those were by choice also. And I would say that that damn was was by choice also. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're comparing those three, those three, and with the minimalist beats. Pusha T stands out like it's yeah. it's not even it's you know not why? Even, it's not even close. He is there's many, there's very little rappers that could master the slow flow. And yeah, like, you're right, and, and like, keep it entertaining. You're right about that. Yeah, and like when we because when we we did and I'm proud of it. Like okay, so Pusha T has a song called Blocka. We did like a remix to it. It was a lot harder to write slower, and I feel like he still did. In my opinion. I feel like, at least for my verse, I feel he still mastered that better. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, that's when I was like, damn. Like, this is, it, it's a little complex. So he, he's so good at his flow. It's poetic and slow, but it, it's like potent as fuck. Like, yeah. it's hard to be like that. 50, 50 uh, channeled that too, you yeah, know, a couple times. And it's like, man, I give it to that guy. Because even in uh, the first song that I heard, Kendrick and, and Pusha T. Everyone was writing Kendrick, and, and Kendrick had his moments on, on nostalgia. But I thought Pusha T like did way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that, that his style is just so, so, so good. And then like Lil Wayne, he he. I'm not a big fan of him, but he did also like a good job doing it like slower, less words, and he, he still could make hits. So I'll give him that too. Like. There's certain artists that could do that, you know, and keep it entertaining. Yeah. My thing, my thing with with J Cole, like, I recognize that what he's saying is real. Like, I I, I recognize that, mm-hmm. but he fails to entertain me as as he's rapping. Like, I fail to be entertained by it. And then also, and I'm not saying every song, but just the majority of his stuff fails to entertain me. Yeah. And then also, I really don't feel like I'm... I, I never feel, for the most part, with J. Cole, like I'm getting anything new. Like, like yeah. I'm not getting, like, a new message. I'm not getting... I, like, I don't... I feel like this is just, like, a... like a 
I feel like this rapper, like I've heard this person rap in like a a, a, a lunchroom a lunchroom rap session before. That's what I feel yeah. from J. Cole. Like he's like the conscious rap the conscious guy that rapped in high school. Like to me that's what he is. Like you're not really offering me you remember, right. remember yeah. uh, my guy uh, Jordan from high school? Yeah, yeah, Jordan, yeah. He's Jordan. Like, to me, like, yeah. Jordan, like, it, is, like, just as good as J. Cole in my mind. Like, yeah. like he's not, you're not, yeah, you're, yeah, not bringing special. Me, you're not bringing me anything new. Like, and, and, and you're a mainstream artist. Yeah. Whereas, like, with, with Pusha and Kendrick, and I'm not a big fan of Kendrick because, like, while I recognize his talent and I do feel like he does bring something new to the table yeah. like even his voice how he changes his voice and all that I think it was on, I, I'm just not a big fan of how he puts his songs together yeah yeah like that's my issue with him like I don't like how he puts his songs together but he does bring a lot of new stuff like I have things, noticed that because there's been a couple times I've told you oh I like how he did that and you're like I don't like it like I don't like how that voice and like so I, I know that you're not you've never been a fan of how he does his voice or the delivery at like, times I like the fact that he's talented enough to do it but yeah. I don't like when he does it like mm -hmm. it's like there's a time and a place like eminem would change his voice a lot but he was a master at knowing when to do it yeah this guy like he does it but it's like ah, i don't know if that really worked or whatever but then with kendrick when it works it really works like yeah. for instance on damn i mean we talked about this before feel and god like yeah. those two songs like out of that year like were some of like two of my favorite songs of that year the rest of the album I could really do away with, yeah. but those two songs like really, really resonate with me. You know what delivery I liked, but I just the subject matter it wasn't as he didn't tackle it as well was pride. Like the way he was kind of going up and down on on the delivery. Mm. It's just like the song itself. I'm not a big fan of. Like if you would have said something like better, to at least, or at least something I would res have resonated better with, it would have been badass. Cause like yeah. the way he went up and down. But but the thing is this though, him. I feel. With Pusha T, I feel like he exhausts everything, like kind of like what LeBron said yesterday, when well, about 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 uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I squeeze the juice, like as much juice yeah. as I can out of this. I feel that's Pusha T. When I hear Kendrick stuff, I always feel like there was you you could have yeah. done a little bit better. Yeah, like, there was there's always something missing, and then like I end up you know liking it, but it's like I have to grow into liking it as opposed to like when I hear Pusha T, it's like wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Especially about Pusha T's first solo album and then this album. Mm -hmm. His middle album, King Push, Darkest Before the Dawn, that one didn't like move me the way Daytona and then the... Yeah. Uh, my, still name, my Name is My Name. Yeah. Like those two moved me a lot. But yeah. but, but, but even, even his middle album, I would say is like better, in my opinion, than the majority of like Jake Cole's albums. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and in my opinion, definitely better than Kendrick's second album, which you know, yeah. oh yeah, you butterfly. Didn't like like it, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll have nothing to do with that, album. except for King Push. Oh, oh except yeah. for King Push and I like those. I like those oh, two yeah. songs, but otherwise, wait, King Push. Oh, I'm King sorry, Kunta. King Kunta. I was King like, Kunta. You got a King Push or King Kunta? We got all these motherfucking kings. But, King uh, on drugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely I recommend to anybody out there, it's 21 minutes of your life. Even if you're not a rap fan, just try it out. See what you think. If not, delete it off your phone. If you have a streaming service, Spotify, Apple, yeah. it's not going to cost you a dollar. Just just check it out. 21 minutes. 
to to try something new. That's a and hard then, drive. and then if you are a rap fan, well then you more than likely have already listened to the album and you just got to hear what we thought about it. Oh, um yeah. now staying on rap but yeah. transitioning into a, a, a rap interview recently J. Cole interviewed Lil Pump. Now to give the audience a little bit of a backstory Lil Pump is a I don't know what how he's a not a fiend. Dr- a no, drill fiend. rapper. He's a he's a new age rapper. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if you want to say rapper because it's just really horrible music, like repetitive. If you've ever heard the song Gucci Gang, which pretty much the song is Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang for however long the song is. The most superficial shit you could hear. Like, essentially. Um, versus J. Cole, who was a conscious, good lyricist. Uh, just, in my opinion, not a great artist. Um, they uh, J. Cole interviews this guy because they had some static in the past. Because J. Cole has been critical of Lil Pump and his kind of music. And Lil Pump being who he is. And his fans being who they are. Started like a trend saying, oh, fuck J. Cole. And so I guess J. Cole, because of that, had some sort of enlightened moment where he's like, you know what? Rather than not like this kid, let me take a chance and interview him. The interview is about an hour long. That I don't recommend you you, you watch because it's, it's just let, let me have been the one to bear the burden of wasting an hour of my life so you don't have to <laughs> because it's really not worth anything. Yeah. Uh, whereas like with the Pusha T album definitely take time to listen to that for 21 minutes but the reason where I'm t- even talking about this J. Cole thing is because to me this out this uh, interview is representative of why I don't like J. Cole yeah. in, in terms of being an artist in the interview I did think that he's a classy guy I think he's like a humble guy I think he's a cool guy. Like I, I, from the interview, he seemed like that's a guy that I would like to talk to, and I could get along with him. Yeah. Just in terms of his artistry, like I don't like it. Yeah. And and I saw from like a psychological perspective why I don't, and it's because he's too apologetic. I don't think now is the time to try to make an alliance with those type of rappers. If anything, I think now is a time. To like totally bash that shit. Yeah. yeah. If if you truly if you truly feel like you're you're uh, you're concerned about like the future and the youth, which J Cole says that he is. Yeah. Well, if you're so like concerned about the future and the youth, I don't think it, it, time is the time is now to like make an alliance and like extend an olive branch. I think it's time to like sort of bash that shit so motherfuckers like have an awakening and say, oh man, this shit ain't cool. Yeah. Because. Now all you did is you're you, you see you come off as apologetic, you came off as a little bit of a dick rider because you're saying, oh man, you're he's saying to Lil Pump, you know, you're smart man. I see what you're doing. I hated that. You you know I see what. You, how is that smart? So now you know these kids that you're supposedly trying to like look out for their best interest. Oh well, Lil Pump is smart. Like what yeah. he's doing is not bad. Like it's just it's just not it's not good. Like this, I feel like this was a very bad 
thing for hip hop. It was. It, it was, was. Like I, you, you hear all yeah. these goofies always talking about, oh, let's we gotta move the culture forward and and we gotta move, you know, fix things and and, and push it forward. I feel like this shit took it way back, and then the comments were unbearable. Oh, J. Cole is so woke for this. Yeah. What? Remember when Joe Budden had that moment with Migos? How'd you feel about that? Remember when like he was like like Migos was kind of like nonchalant? Oh, I, 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 res- I had a lot of respect for Joe Budden. And you know why? Because he approached it the right way. Like, listen, if y'all don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you. Let's end this shit right here, right now. Fuck y'all. Yeah, exactly. Let's do that. Let's let's like like and this is what I'm saying. Like if we were if we were on fucking, you know, the Breakfast Club or something, and someone asked me, I'm gonna be honest, you know? If you ask me what I think about fucking Lil Pump, like, I don't listen to his music. I don't think it's good, so whatever. Yeah, and like to the next is, question. Right. This is not this is not no I'm not no Crips versus Brutch. Yeah. Oh Lil Pump, come see me, whatever. No, no, this is you're asking me what do I think about his music? It's garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. Like it's certified garbage. And now if you go, oh man, you don't like Lil Pump, it's not that I don't know him. I don't know Lil Pump. Yeah. But the music is garbage. It's not mixed well. It, yeah. There's no there's no lyrical quality to it. The message that it perpetuates is fucking demonic dog shit. Like like there's <laughs> like what do you? True. It's not it's not yeah, good. It's true, like yeah. what do you what do you? Like yeah yeah. I don't know him personally, and I don't have any ill will towards him, or I don't you know. But I don't fuck with his music. I think he's garbage, and that's it. And and that's to me is much healthier to to. To go about it in that way, I think so too. And that's it. Like, Rather than ah, oh, bro, nah. See, I see what you're doing, but you know, sometimes the kids that listen, yeah, you're smart. You're smart. Like you know, I don't like. I don't know how many times he's he told Lil Pump. Yeah, he's yeah, he's smart. smart. And then like, dude was like, if you see, hear hear him talking, like, not smart about what he was saying. No, there was nothing smart he, about what he was his saying. His answers were so mundane. Oh, dude, and like. It was unbearable. Like, yeah, yeah. like he asked some, and I, I knew I was gonna regret this. Thank God, <laughs> that I was watching it, and I was watching yeah. it in pieces. Like during the the Cleveland Boston game, like during the commercials, like when the yeah. commercial would come out, I'd watch a little bit more of the interview. Yeah, and and thank God for LeBron and them, like that they were like doing their thing because like I was like, fuck, just come back on already. Yeah, like, I need that. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. And like, he would ask a little pump a question. Like he asked him, uh, when did you, st- what made you start rapping or when did you start rapping? It's like, uh, yeah, it was like, man, I was uh, like smoking weed and it was in seventh grade and <laughs> I was fuck it. And like, yeah, fuck it. Like I was like, man. And then my guy, he was recording and, and then, I just started and, last and, year. And poor J. Cole, he's like really trying to make the best of it. And then, uh, I hate that though, because like <laughs> then he's like, oh wow, you just started last year? Whoa. Yeah. Fuck out of here, now, bro. In in well, in, in in his defense, like I feel you, I feel you, but in his defense, it's like, damn, like I'm putting this shit out on my YouTube channel, and this shit is weak as fuck. And I think J. Cole recognized like this shit is weak as fuck. I gotta like spice it up a little bit. Like really? Like last like <sighs> it's not my approach, but I yeah, kinda yeah. see but but I really felt bad because you could see in his face, like the the answers that Lil Pump was giving, he's like J. Cole's like, fuck, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and that's what you get though. Definitely. That's what definitely. you get. And then for anybody that says, Oh, well, Lil Pump is only 17, I know plenty I I know I know eighth graders that like can articulate 
way better than this goofy. So, like, don't give me that, oh, he's only 17 years old. We're rapping in the basement at 17 and coming out with better shit than Lil Pump. No, yeah, absolutely. And and can <laughs> carry a conversation and talk about <laughs> politics and all that. Yeah. Obviously, we were still young and dumb, but, like, definitely not as dumb as that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not as dumb as that. So, I really think that that set right back. I thought that it was very indicative of... It showed me why I don't like J. Cole's music, why his music doesn't resonate with me. Matter of fact, KOD, and I think we, we've talked about this before, had a lot of good subject matter, a lot of promising subject matter that wasn't approached. Uh, it was approached in the way that he approached his Lil Pump interview. Yeah, yeah, it, that, exactly. You're, it's like, what are you doing, dude? You're, this is good shit. No, you're you're exactly yeah. right about that. Like, the, the moments where, like, he could have, like, like got hard on this on this yeah. segment of 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 uh, of rap. He he became a apolo- He was like apologetic about it. He pussyfooted it. Then like in the last track, what the the intro to the fall off nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Even that. Like it came. I liked it. Like 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 the 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 the, the what he was saying. Like it was cool. But even that to me came off as you're you're saying this, but you're not really against it. You're just like, hey yeah. man, you better watch out because if you keep doing this, this is not good for your future. You he came out like a school counselor. Yeah, like, you shouldn't do that because this this is what's gonna happen. Who's managing your money? You better be careful. And, and man, that's, fucking yeah. like go in, dude. And there's something wrong with that because like a lot of people they'll be saying, oh well, hip hop started where. You know, it was like more music and more of the two. No, yeah, that's that's fine. But like, and I understand the beat is hot, but like these motherfuckers are pumping out shit that's like really like just like not good for the youth. Right, right. But the thing you is, see what I'm saying? But even that argument, it's so it's so lackluster because yeah. okay, also cars started not having seatbelts and airbags, but you advanced to a better place, <laughs> so we're in a better place now. So yeah. that's like well, like 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 that's like if Tesla comes out and it's like yeah, you know. This car, for as expensive it is, as it is, it has no safety features. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stop the car like the Flintstones with your feet. because God, damn. Because we recognize that this is how cars started. So this is what we want to... <laughs> well, and then people, oh, well, you can't blame Elon Musk because, man, this is how cars started. Like, what do you... No, well, yeah. sure, it maybe yeah. started like that, but we evolved past that for yeah. a reason. So did rap. It evolved past that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then, if you want to take your argument even further, there's good party music. Yeah, Fifty yeah. Cent was the master of that. Like you can make a good club song. Yeah, so yeah. then, even even that's not a legitimate argument. Yeah. Where you're saying, oh well, some you you can't be mad because some of hip hop is just about partying and having fun. Fifth made a lot of songs yeah, like that, yeah. but he did it good. Like yeah. let's not let's not confuse let let's not confuse ideology for skill like that's let's not true. let's yeah. not mix that up like saying oh well this is party music it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be good yes because there is good party yeah, music yeah. there's there's such a thing yeah shit he, michael jackson made music that like you dance and party to was that not masterful music yeah, like yeah. so what are you talking about and, and and to me it's like when you say that okay you say that and then like these motherfuckers ain't like you could, I could see like a Drake getting away with that because like he has had hit songs, he has had songs. That I'm like, wow, this is a good song. I like this song. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Drake fan. I'm not gonna go crazy over if Drake drops something, but at least you know, he has his lane, 
And, you know, as surface level as I might think that he is uh, most of the time, you know, the, the lane is there and, and it works. It's like, you know, whatever. But there's definitely a clear distinction between a Drake and a Lil Pump. A Drake and a Lil Uzi Vert. A Drake and a Smoke Perp. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a distinct difference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's like, just like you said, like, that that's, this is worse than the beginning of rap. This is oh, the, the oh, worst of the beginning of hip hop. This is the worst rap has ever been. Yeah. This yeah. is the worst of it. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, definitely there's a distinction and it's definitely like the the worst that it's that it's ever been. And I guess that's why sometimes I find myself like happy that Kendrick and and J Cole and you know certain artists like even Drake like somewhat, you know, like that that it's okay. I I I like it sometimes because it's like is that bad right now because i don't feel that that these guys uh would have been very big in like late 90s early 2000s i just don't like the guys that are the best now the ones that are so and so you know like uh or quote unquote uh lyrical or you know like the, the, they're more conscious i don't think they would have been as big with the talent pool of, of the people you know you had Eminem you had Jay-Z you had oh, Nas nah, at their peak nah, we wouldn't Tupac, even Biggie. we wouldn't even be taught these people wouldn't even be in our conversation yeah. right now but if, see but now it's like you know that's really like the top so then let's let's do a quick daunting task of the top oh, five man. of this era since since you you brought since Shit. you decided to go to this dark place let's do it <laughs> the top five of this era of this era oh fuck you could put Drake in this era cause like even though he's He's like the the older guy of the era. I would still yeah. say he's this era. So, okay. Pusha T is definitely number one. Even though I don't know, is he from this era? Yeah, I was talking to somebody about it recently, yeah. and I would say yeah. As a solo act, he is okay. Clips that's different, but as a solo act, Pusha T is this era. Yeah, which is kind of crazy how long he's been around. Because I remember buying. The album, I wasn't a big fan of it. Clips, I remember you were yeah. obsessed with that beat, the yeah. like grinding beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I love that fucking beat. That shit's a classic. But but that shit, they overdid it in the lunchroom tables, man. That's yeah. all they used to fucking. Yeah. I was like, can we freestyle on something else? Yeah. That's everything. But anyway, every fucking instrumental album that was in the city, yeah, had that beat on it. <laughs> like any every motherfucker that rapped at that time, oh yeah, that beat was on their instrumental CD. Like all the rest, it was it was it was it varied, but yeah. that beat was on every single motherfucking person's hell yeah instrumental uh, CD. Hell yeah, that shit that had to be that year. I remember Core, he he was obsessed with that beat too. We love that I, shit. I, that shit, like it was cool, but it never like moved me like yeah. like how it moved that like everybody. You know, else. you know what it was that made me like it was the it was something like the it's it, that's why people did it in the lunchroom because it's like just like the banging and the it's like it it gave that feel of like that lunchroom table type cipher shit yeah and and it was like perfectly put on a song and then like then it got overdid but i guess that's what i liked about it like it's like something like you could just do like some crazy like like uh, some simple that motherfuckers are just gonna spit See, bars to, and, and like I've always been, I, and I know what you're doing. You're trying to get away from the daunting task yeah. of 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 giving you the top five of this area. I'm not God gonna let you get away it. with it. No, but but that's one thing that always like moved me was beats that like were were big and like that were not simple. Yeah, like yeah. like I I remember the first time that I heard uh uh was it the games higher. 
Like, tom, oh, tom, that's tom, another level type beat. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that was always my like, whoa, like that. That's what that's what moved me. But yeah, yeah. so top five of this era. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pusha T, Kendrick. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, I was gonna say um, Lupe doesn't count, right? No. No. Nah, I think nah, Lupe nah. doesn't count. Because Lu- Lupe would probably be either number one or number two. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably put him number two. Because later on in his career, he but started yeah, going downhill. But yeah, he's not this. I don't. I wouldn't put him this oh, era. So that's not, not that many. Okay, so Pusha T, Kendrick. Pusha T, Kendrick. Uh, J. Cole. Yeah, the. the Drake. The, yeah, I don't even have a fifth. I, who's the fifth out of the new era? What, what I, I would say, I would say this. I would say definitely easy. Pusha T, Kendrick, Drake. Yeah, actually, for, I for, would put Drake over over J Cole. For, to come to think for, about it. for me, those would be like the top three. Yeah, fuck. Uh, J Cole would have to be in there. Who else? Nicki Minaj probably would have to be in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Nicki Minaj. I would put her six. I would say... Actually, no. I, let me... Let me... Let's start again. Pusha T, Hobson, oh. Kendrick Lamar. Do you count Hobson, though? He, he's independent. Yeah, but I mean, he still has enough of a following where you yeah. got to consider him. Okay. I was thinking mainstream. Yeah, Hobson is definitely in the top five. I would Hobson say... Hobson would be over Jay... Hobson would be it would be so it would be Pusha T, Hobson Kendrick, Drake, J. Cole. Yeah. And then and then I forgot about Nikki. Nikki, yeah. I'm not and, a big and, Nikki. I would say, I would say but, yeah. that list, how you said it, then maybe sixth MGK. Oh, oh and then, yeah. And then Nikki Minaj. Like that, yeah. I would say that would be like the Macklemore had a really great start and then that was it. So I wouldn't even put him. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Even though I do, and I know this is like wildly unpopular to say, but I do feel like his first album was classic. Yeah. The first album. I, I feel like it was it was classic the, too. The second album, no, but the the and I I thought the MGK's first album was like um I, I, let let me rephrase modern day classic like yeah. for the, oh it, what do you think about Meek Mill? He doesn't do it for me. Like he, he's a top. You know, he he would be like a top ten of this era. Yeah. But for me, personal, my my personal taste. Yeah. No. Okay, so there was one thing I've said about him before. I was like, his delivery doesn't do it for me, and he's like, yeah, it's always the same delivery. But now that I've come to see, like a lot of the 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 new rappers, they kind of kept their same delivery. Yeah. So it's a matter of taste. I have given him more of a chance, and he does spit some real shit sometimes. It's just. He fails to do what Pusha T does. Like Meek Mill will, will pack more words in, but it's like it's not. He he puts it in a way that is it's not as epic. I I feel like Meek Mill, J Cole. If if J Cole is like the average conscious rapper, yeah. average like decent conscious rapper, Meek Mill is like the average decent like gangster rapper like the average yeah, like he's yeah. not it's like okay like if i heard him spit like at, at a in a lunchroom a cafeteria or something i'll be like okay that was cool but his intro beats though i love his intro beats well two of his his, his last two albums those intro beats i thought that shit was like dope but then again sometimes he'll say some good stuff it's just it's not that impact you know what i'm saying 
It's like it's like you're getting like a good fighter with no knockout punch. I understand you're a good fighter, but you don't have that knockout punch. ASAP Rocky would probably be in like the top ten somewhere. Now, and granted, this this is a pretty sad list, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on. We're sorry. Moving on. It's funny to me. Well, well, staying on topic at the same time. Moving on. It's funny to me how like people have been praising J. Cole for doing this interview. <sighs> oh, you're so woke. Oh, it's so great that like you had the patience to like talk to somebody with a different viewpoint than you. Yada yada yada. Yet the hypocrisy of people <laughs> not taking that approach when Kanye is willing to like talk to Trump is like why where, where where does that approach come in? Why not like have that same approach? Like, oh, yeah. Why is Kanye not so woke for like having the willingness to talk to Trump? So you're saying that J. Cole is woke for having the willingness to talk to like no this, fucking, this like, woke about this, like this drug addict moron. Yeah. But 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 Kanye is is fucking a sellout and he's lost his mind because he wants to talk to the president. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's really the most idiotic uh, frame of mind that you can have to, to, to make that correlate. And you think that that makes sense? And listen, because some people will think that what you're saying is harsh. Oh, a little pumps are more. No, 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 no. We recognize real. Like, look, six nine is not like if I. And we've said it before. Six nine is not something that I would have thought that I was like, this motherfucker. I like this motherfucker. But listen, we judge a person by the constants of their character, and I'm gonna have to say the six nine. He was real to me, like. So I fucks with him. So Lil Pump is really a more. When you say that, yeah, he because really is six a nine, they're like in the same age group, yeah. maybe even the same age. Way smarter. Yeah, like like the breakfast. I don't even think the Breakfast Club would interview Lil Pump because of how I don't ha, have they ever interviewed. They haven't interviewed. And I tell you why, because I don't think that I, I think the people managing Lil Pump know that this motherfucker is not like equipped to be able to deal with the Charlemagne. No, exactly. And Charlemagne will, like, have a fucking bomb squad on his ass of just fucking questions. Like, Lil Pump will just be like, oh, Sans. Whereas, whereas, whereas <laughs> 6 9 kind of bodied Charlemagne. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and it wasn't that Charlemagne is a dumb guy. Obviously, he's not. But they just were so ill-prepared. Like, you came here thinking, and hey, you know what? And not to mention, Charlemagne's doing it by himself. Like, his team, yeah. they contribute nothing. That should... I, I, I feel DJ like they're NBN. just paying those people to be there with in the room with him. Yeah. Because, yeah. like... Yeah. You're right. They don't, like... They contribute nothing. And that's the thing. Like, to me, you know what I like about Charlemagne? And sometimes, you know, it pisses me off when... But, you know... Because he tries to challenge a person, and it's like sometimes you can tell that he's kind of going a little like he's just just egging the person out. But that's a mark of a good interview. Like you got to make this person uncomfortable so we can see who this person really is. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Like, and I and I have to respect it. And, and that's why, if you notice, all the people that they they interview, he always gets a reaction out of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why so many of those Breakfast Club interviews are classic. Yeah. Why do you think Kanye West picked Charlemagne, who Charlemagne was calling Kanye West, Kanye Kardashian? To his, you know what I'm saying? Like, like somebody that ain't real is going to be like, oh, well, this motherfucker, like, he, he he's hating on me. me. Yeah. yeah. No, man, listen, he's supposed to test you, and you're supposed to be ready because, like, we're supposed to, like, as fans, know who you really are. And Kanye saw that, and that's why he picked Charlemagne. Yeah. He didn't pick DJ MV. He didn't pick, um, damn, Angela Yee. Angela Yee. Impact, you know, like, no one else. No one else. Uh, um, Ebro or nobody. You know what I'm saying? 
that there's a reason why, you know? And and I, I give it to Charlemagne, like, and I, that's the reason why, because we're kind of strafing off, is I don't think that they want Lil Pump to be fed to Charlemagne the God. You know, I think they want... Feed me! <laughs> feed me! Because, <laughs> you know, they want him probably to get a little older, maybe a little wiser or some shit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like fucking Charlemagne's like in a cave and shit. Fucking bones everywhere. Yeah, so there's definitely like uh, like amongst the comments uh, when oh. it comes when it comes to that, a little bit of hypocrisy. Yeah, a lot of hypocrisy. I gotta go back to that list. Where, because I just realized something. We skipped Yellow Wolf. Oh, we did. We're gonna have to revise this shit. We might have to tweet our list. Really think about it. Fuck. Yeah, and in the tweet, <laughs> put 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 RX Phonics list, K Cartoons yeah. list. Fuck. Yellow Wolf, Mother of God. He'd be in my top five, for sure. Yeah. He's in my top five. I know yeah. that's not a popular opinion, probably, between people, but to me, he's not a top five. Yeah, that's crazy. You, Oh, yeah. 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 I will say his third album was a little disappointing. I don't know if you heard it. Pusha T, Pusha T, Hobson, Yellow Wolf, Kendrick, Cole. Yeah. There we go. We're sorry, Yellow Wolf. We forgot about your ass. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good. <laughs> I can't one. believe that, that was a good catch. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So moving on. Um. To the this uh this New Jersey beach situation. So what's what's the backstory to it? Okay. Girl is underage drinking on the beach. New the, Jersey. What was the what was the town again? Uh. Will Will Wood Willwood, New Jersey. She's underage drinking on the beach. The police approach her. Or Wildwood. Wildwood, New Jersey. She gets greasy, talks talk is greasy to them. Well no, this is the thing though. This is this is where 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 uh <laughs> I think it's so stupid of her. They were gonna let her go. And then she starts getting on the phone and they're trying to talk to her and then she's like, No, nah, why don't you guys have something better to do and get started getting greasy right. and smart? So I guess she says that she fell. And then the video starts where she's on the floor and they're trying to detain her. She's clearly kicking, like trying to kick him off and flailing. The officer starts punching her in the face. One of the officers. Now, so so, so stop right there. So yeah. then that means that all the people that are against the, this uh, alleged police brutality to unarmed people, they're upset, yeah. right? They have to be. Nope. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's and to me. And this is the thing. This is the thing because. We've we've documented a lot of like the the police brutality situations and, and alleged alleged yeah, alleged police brutality yeah, um, and, and we've always pretty much stayed consistent and listen, if you guys go online and, and and see what a use of force paradigm looks like, you'll see that like if someone starts like flailing and kicking away, at that point you could punch you know you could you could pretty much use the same force that they're using against you against them. But Actually, I, a, a level above the the force. You can't yeah. like if they're flailing. You can't kill them. But like if you have a baton, you can whack them. Yeah. That, like you can go a level above what they're doing. Yeah. I would say like I wouldn't partic- I wouldn't particularly if it's a girl, whatever. Like we'll just you know get her on the floor and. But by law, he can do that. Right. So they were right in doing that. The stupid you know chick. She decided to put it online, and said, "Oh look what they did to me." And like, I'm like, well, bitch, you're flailing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And that's fine. But the thing is, I did see a lot of level of hypocrisy when when, when you said, well, how did people react to it? Because they had to have been upset. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't. Right off the bat, oh, this white bitch had it coming. 
Oh, come on, baby. Oh, oh this bitch, she clearly, motherfuckers were bringing up her records. Oh, she's clearly crazy because I guess she, she has like a, a like a, a record of like, you know, public intoxication. She, she's underage. She's not supposed to, you know, or like trying to fight the police and shit. So, you know, obviously she was, a, she's a bad cookie. <laughs> which, yeah. which I don't have a problem with people bringing that up at all. My, yeah. my issue is that when that same principle is applied to other people, oh, well, what does, what does his record have to do with anything? Yeah. With Mike Brown, what does the fact that he strong armed the, the clerk in the convenience store have to do? Well, are we gonna use this shit or we ain't? Or we ain't? Because yeah, like yeah. this, this is this is very hypocritical. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And then like you sh- again, you see stuff like oh, beat her ass, good cops right here. They the real MVP. So now yeah, was, <laughs> that's yeah, like, these that's comments stupid. they had me laughing because it's, it's stupid shit. Yeah, like like or or like this one completely wrong. But I don't see why she didn't give her name. They asked her name. She's un- you're underage drinking like. You're lucky that they weren't going to find you or, or ticket you or write you up. So so they're asking, cooperate with the officer. Cooperate. Not Don't flail and kick, motherfuckers. What are you doing? Um, you know, no, these motherfuckers, no alcohol allowed, plain and simple. Oh, so now motherfuckers can't drink. Like, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Listen, okay, underage drinking is not the worst offense. Yes, we know that. But it's still, it's like, uh, what was the one with the, the cigarettes? What? No, that wasn't hands up. Don't shoot. That was uh, I can't breathe. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, a co- yeah, selling cigarettes, whatever, you know, like, but it is not legal to do that. Right. So when someone asks you to stop or hey, like we're gonna detain you, like you just just co- you go along with it. Go right. along with it because you're in the wrong, and that's that, the thing. By law, you're in the wrong. It's crazy because that's actually a great comparison you just brought up because that it the. In terms of narrative, because Alton Sterling, they said, oh, they killed him because he was selling CDs. That's yeah. what the narrative was. Oh, he yeah. was selling CDs out of side of a convenience store, then they killed him. Yeah. Which, that's not why they approached him. Anyway, they approached him because he matched the description of a suspect with a gun, and it turns out he did have a gun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the narrative is, oh, he was selling CDs. With with Eric Garner, he... It, it, he didn't match any description of anybody with a gun, but they approached him because he was selling cigarettes. But what happened was he didn't cooperate, and then they he was a big-ass guy, and they felt the need that they had to put him in a chokehold, like, which yeah. was against po- like policy. But in all honesty, if you're in a situation where you feel like you might be fighting for your life, policy goes out the window. Like, I'm not going to let this dude that's like three times my size yeah. get the upper hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And especially... Because to a chokehold, while I get that like most police departments, like it's it's not within their 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 uh, their their rule book to do that and apply a, a chokehold. Yeah. A lot of times, like if you could get a chokehold and like get the motherfucker like down enough where like he can be compliant enough where you could put like cuffs on him. Yeah. That's better than like just pulling your gun out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But especially like if there's a size differential. But that's good, like you bring that up because nobody nobody said that. Nobody yeah. like when people try to bring up Eric Gardner's past, yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't okay. When people try to bring up, oh well he was just selling CDs, it wasn't okay. But now it's okay to, to use that yeah. when like it's oh this white bitch had it coming. And that and that's that's yeah. the problem right there. It's like You're being very biased by biased, what you're saying. And and it's crazy because like 
those are the people that like act and like talk like that. Like you're you throw out like the progress that like this country has made in terms in terms of of like uh moving forward like with 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 racial issues because you're making a racial issue because yeah. you're choosing not to judge the person by the content of their character in both situations. Well, in, in one situation, you are. The white woman, you want to judge her by the content of their character. She's yeah. acting like a fucking crazy bitch. But the dude selling shit outside and then, like, fucking resisting and getting physical with the cops, you don't want to judge him by the content yeah. of his character. And, like, that's that's where that's where the problem comes in. And I would like to add something that's, that's on topic. And this is a, a little Instagram post that I just saw that uh, I found pretty, pretty disheartening. God damn. Scroll to see it. This should just it was, it was about It's about Memorial Day. And it's... Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, well, dude, which the one? Soldier? You, yeah, you the saw ba- it? Yeah. I was like, come on, bro. It was like, uh, it's, it's, it's not a happy Memorial Day because uh, uh, black soldiers have lost their lives fighting for a country who has never fought for them. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even it wasn't even not a happy Memorial Day. It was like um uh happy Memorial Day to only black soldiers. And that's like why why? Oh, why? so I think All the post soldiers. you saw was a little different than the one I saw. But but still, but the thing is that's asinine because um the Civil War <laughs> like like that was that was like fought for black people like like it's just so asinine but it's just it's so crazy that that like somebody would even have the nerve to say that like they're fighting for a country that that never fought for them and that and that and that's the problem you know what i'm saying that that right there is the problem yeah and, um and we always think about this like we're supposed to be it's supposed to be a perfect place, you know, and it's like you know, no. Every every time things get better and things get improved, and and you know, we also tend to pay for for the past, yes. But the beautiful thing is that you're in the present, and the present as it currently stands, 2018 in America, you have all the power in the world to be able to make your future better. You know what I'm saying? And that's my that's where I philosophically cannot ever fuck with these people that get, have this victimhood mentality. Because the thing is this, if you want it, you got to go and get it, you know, on some fucking T.I. shit. If I yeah. want it, get it. And that, and this, that's just a mentality. Will it be, like, because I know I, we've talked about this before, um, you know, the past does affect the future and, 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 like, we've talked about, like, slavery and shit like that. Yeah, that has affected but the thing again, to what extent and, and what power do you have to change things now? You know what I'm saying? And 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 to me, that's that's what matters. Is like, do you have the opportunity now to change the, the future? And then it goes. Uh, really, this just this shit just went full circle because this is exactly, I think, what was at stake when 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 uh, J Cole was talking to fucking Lil Pump. Mm-hmm. It's like that is what is at stake. Like we have here a guy who okay, whatever we might think about him as an artist. You're a smart dude, and you're better than that. You can't keep giving these motherfuckers a chance. Yeah. Like, don't give them the fuck. Like, move this shit forward. And I feel like that's where we're at right now. It's like we gotta move things forward. We gotta think. We gotta be uh, forward thinking all the time. Be better. And, which is a great segue because in terms of forward thinking, 
Minister Louis Farrakhan. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people love him. A lot of people are on the fence about him. He is definitely a cultural figurehead in the nation of Islam here in the United States. Um, a lot of conservatives don't like him. Ben Shapiro can't stand him. <laughs> My thing with Farrakhan is, obviously I'm not in the nation of Islam, but I do think that every once in a while he has gems. He does. Like he he drops gems. Like Which I'm is not weird. Like, like like he's not he's he's not one somebody that like is a hero of mine or that I idolize or anything like that. But there there are a lot of times where he drops gems. Like he has said things in the past about for pretty much like pleading with the American government not to give people of color public aid because all it's doing is destroying them. Like I thought that that was like very bold and like enlightened. So he 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 drops gems. Um, I think he's he's he, he has good stuff to say at times. Yeah. He has yeah. good stuff to say at times. He's coming from a religious base, and I do feel like he genuinely wants the best for his people. Like even if he goes about it the wrong right, way, right? Like you know how like like I said this before, like Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. Well, not so much Bernie Sanders. I'm kind of on the fence. But like with Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi, definitely. I feel like they don't really want the best for their constituents. They just want to get voted in. Like I can yeah. I feel like I can see through that they don't like really care about mm. about their 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 people. Oh motherfuckers saw through in twenty sixteen. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was great. Um I, I feel like Farrakhan does want the best for his people. And like you said, even though he may not necessarily go about it the right way. Yeah. Well, in a recent interview on WGCI, he was on there and he was talking about uh, uh, President Trump. And the issue came up and, you know, with people because this is becoming a bigger and bigger topic. Yeah. And and even in the colored community, the, the Hispanic community, much less in the Hispanic community, but I see it in the in the black community a lot is people are saying is Trump doing more like the question is being risen is Trump doing more for blacks and hispanics than Obama did yeah and like for the first year or so people didn't even want to address the question but now it's like they're almost forced to have to talk about it yeah especially the boy like the unemployment and all the stuff that's happening it really is becoming like whoa like okay we got to stop and talk about this yeah and and that's essentially what took place on WGCI with Louis Farrakhan and and him talking about it and him saying praising Trump in a sense they're saying like Trump now granted Farrakhan doesn't think that it was by design he don't feel like it was Trump's yeah. intent to help black people yeah. but he is saying that Trump's mm. actions are causing our enemies to be destroyed like mm -hmm. yeah. and so in that regard, he's like praising him. Like, I don't think he intended to do this. And then he did say, I think that Trump is, is sending us to Armageddon on a rocket or whatever. Yeah. But he did say like in the current, in the concurrent standing, he is destroying our enemies. He's, he's, he's destroying those that are like seek to stand in our way. Yeah. Media wise and all of this stuff. 
So I feel like Farrakhan is look, looking at it from a cultural perspective. And let's take it back to what Dave Rubin said that we've, we've documented on this show. This is the year of unusual alliances. Now, granted, I'm not saying that Farrakhan and Trump are, are no. allies. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is culturally speaking, there's this wave coming yeah. that's undeniable. And, and I just... I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about it? Like, it's it, so crazy to me. Yeah, it, it's it is. It, it's crazy, and it's just like this. This year is just like what the fuck. I thought 2017 was crazy, but like 2018 is proving to be like like you said, or like Dave Rubin said, or in other words, Rick Rubin, <laughs> Dave Rubin. Um, unusual alliances uh, in Kanye West talking about Trump. You know I'm saying. You know, can't like and then Farrakhan saying yeah, like about Trump stuff yeah. is decent. Like <laughs> you know, Thomas Sowell was not a big fan of Trump. He wasn't. I remember and, that. And, and like and now he's like, damn, like I'm seeing some I re- real shit. I even remember, even you, Ben you, Shapiro is not a fan of Trump. And and even him and it's crazy because you're right, Thomas Sowell I remember when Trump was was it was it was I think right after he got elected, there was an interview and he was saying that he's surprised at the appeal of Trump because he's so egotistical. Yeah. After we just had like a wildly egotistical president in President Obama. Yeah. And now like his tone is very different about Trump. Because the results matter. Results yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, to Thomas yeah. Sowell, that's can't one argue thing. argue with results. Yeah. Thomas Sowell is an economist. You know, like. Yeah, like he's facts. Yeah. He's fact-based. And he saw that. And I remember even when he said, uh, who would he vote for? He didn't. He didn't say, "Oh, I'm voting for Trump." He said, "I'm voting against Hillary," yeah. saying, "I don't really fuck with Trump, but I'm gonna do this because I ain't trying to deal with Hillary," you know. And but but the last time I think I saw him and uh, Dave Rubin being interviewed by Dave Rubin, Thomas so like he didn't say he didn't already say I fucks with Trump, but I I could tell like he's like yeah like this is happening, this is happening. And he he seemed pretty happy. And then even times Ben Shapiro, he's like, "Oh, I love how he's doing this." I love especially if yeah. you're like it now. If you're a realistic person you recognize that like nobody in the world is perfect and nobody is going to agree with you 100%. Yeah. But if the majority of what a leader of a nation is doing is to your liking and you feel is to the betterment of the future of the nation and for your children, your family, your life, you're going to vote for him. So even these people who didn't vote, like Ben Shapiro, he, yeah. he he's publicly said that he didn't vote for, yeah. for, for Trump or Hillary. I understand. I, I, I'm sure yeah. that now he in 2020, if things continue the way they are, I'm sure he will vote for Trump. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the thing. I, I understood that sentiment because Trump was such a wild card. Like, you didn't really know what you... See, most... Actually, every single time you've ever voted in for a president, there was a slew of things he's done. Here comes a guy who's a billionaire playboy type dude, fucking, you know, it's Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? You're fired. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what, like, is he for real? Is he not? Like, what? So I understand the sentiment, and I think a lot of the Never Trumpers, they were looking at, again, the egotistical, like, fucking, like, hardcore, like, I'm going I'm to I'm get at you, and I'm going to win any which way possible. And I understand, like, the, the fear of not knowing if this guy is all talk or not. Now, it's 2018 and you're seeing whether whether you agree with him, like you said, whether you agree with him 100%, there's a lot of positive that's come out of his presidency um, as far as, like, you know, employment, 
economy, foreign policy, foreign policy, taxes. Uh, yeah, regulatory like shit, like taxes. Yeah, like so now it's on because like now now you, there is a slew of work and and for every one bad thing or one thing you don't agree with, there's like four or five things that you might agree with. So now it's like you really don't have that fear. And that's where I think what you're saying about Ben Shapiro, I think Ben Shapiro would be way more susceptible to voting for Trump because he, he was the, he was the one who wrote the article on, uh, I think he, he wrote an article on Trump at the end of 2017 saying this was the most conservative year. Yeah, he said that at a CPAC. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the most conservative year, like, from any modern-day president Yeah, in the last 20, 20 years, he said. That's Ben Shapiro, who yeah. is like a, conser- like a you know traditional conservative. Yeah. So if he sees that, you're going to see that, you know? One thing I wanted to say about what you just said is that I agree that that's how people felt about him. I agree that that's how Ben Shapiro felt about him. And, and that's why, like, I, I, before the election was so pro-Trump because like, even though he didn't have a body of political work behind him, I thought that's exactly when, what, what, yeah. what we needed. Like I, I, I felt like we needed somebody that was going to come in that didn't have a political history so they could look at government like a business, like a corporation. And yeah. I always hate when people say, oh, well, you can't look at government like a business. Yes, yes, you should. Economically, and, it, and it's so great, like because in a bachelor pad economics, they they say something about finances, and I agree one hundred percent. And I think this always throws a lot of people off who may be a little bit less informed about the situation. Say, so, oh well, you know, corporate finances that's complex, and and government finance that's complex. It's not like personal finance. Actually, it's really all the same. If you spend more than what you make, the result is going to be the same. <laughs> No matter how big, how small, how complex, it's the, the result is the same. Yep. And I think that government people like the Obamas, the Hillarys, the Pelosi's, they like to make things complicated. They, 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 they bank off of that. Like Hillary, like I remember when Hillary, during the, one of the debates, Hillary was like, oh, well, he just wants to give simple answers. Well, Hillary, why can't the answer be simple? Like, because yeah. years of all this complicated shit has not worked. So maybe the answer is simple. Maybe yeah. maybe two plus two is four rather than, well, two plus two. But sometimes the two becomes a one. And sometimes the one is not even a number. It's an exclamation mark. Like, yeah. what? Like, maybe two plus two is four. Maybe it's just that simple. Maybe build a wall. <laughs> like you know, yeah. that you know, sounds like a simplistic like may, maybe like yeah. you know what I'm saying like that that's my point is that is that like we needed that because again I feel like these career politicians they bank off people thinking things are overly complex because then people are like oh yeah we need that person because yeah the baker down the street he can't do that. Yeah. Lord and behold, the baker probably could do your job because the baker knows, hey, I need to make this many cakes. I need to make this many cookies and sell them at this price so I could keep the lights on, so I could pay my employee, so I could take money home. Christmas is coming up. Damn, I got to ump to Annie because I got to buy my kids Christmas presents. That's just yeah. pretty complex. Like, like, like it, it's simple, but it's complex in the sense that you recognize that what needs to be done versus this person that is saying, oh, it's too complex and we need to borrow more money and we got to raise your taxes. Like, no. No. 
Yeah, and, and I see what you're saying because even Bush was more of an establishment Republican who at times would overextend on the government side. Mm-hmm. And because Obama was in office for eight years, that's what the Republicans were starting to become. Like, oh, yeah. we need to somehow be like, you know, oh, this government uh, on this government shit. And what I mean by that is like they had like a whole like uh, it was just like you were trying to be a, 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 a conservative or a Republican, but then still appeal like you were kind of kissing ass. Well, well look, it, it, it was, it was perfect, weird. A perfect example of what you're saying was the Republican approach to health care. Yeah. Remember everybody was saying Obamacare 2.0 yeah. and it was ugly. Like you're yeah. doing what these goofies are doing. Like you're not you're over overcomplicating things yeah. and it's it's not going to work. And you could and you know what under now that you said that too is you see sometimes even like cuz I, I could tell Trump doesn't it's not a big uh he's not knowledgeable about healthcare. Like if you notice when he talks about it Let's be honest, though, nobody really is in this country. Like, it is a very skewed, crazy thing. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't have to know. You just, it's like, uh, you delegate. Reagan was a king at this shit. Like, he knew, okay, this guy, we're going to have a round table. We're going to do this. And and that's one thing I will give Trump is is he he might not know everything, but he's going to get the message across and let's get this shit done. Get it done. Get it done. You know what I'm saying? Like, Actually, that was this. one of Reagan's more famous quotes. Like, you delegate respons- yeah. responsibility to to the people that you pick and then, like, pretty much fall back. Yeah, I let, mean, let them do their that's thing. That's not the quote, pretty much fall back. <laughs> but, like... Fall back, family. <laughs> but but it's something along... I can't remember verbatim, but, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's essentially that. Like, delegate and, and yeah. like, let them do their thing. And I will give Trump that. He is Reagan-esque in, in, in that sense. It's like, he's going to let, you know, people do their thing. And then go from there. And, and you know, it, it's worked. And, and, and think about this for a moment. Because whether you're pro-Trump or not, look at all the stuff that's going on on the news. I mean, dudes, you know, titty fucking Stormy Daniels and shit. Fucking, nah, I'm playing. He didn't titty fucker. But, you he know, might've. he might have. <laughs> yeah, that's allegedly maybe. But, but you know, the Stormy Daniels thing, the Russia investigation, the, the Democrats, like, pretty much not wanting any anything to do, people protesting, doing this, doing that, the news against him, and yet you're still able to do all this stuff. That's pretty impressive because a lot absolutely. of people would crumble oh, absolutely. with that amount of stuff against them. Whether, again, I'm not saying that he's innocent of any of these things, but let's be honest here. An accumulation of all these things, like that, is kind of like a like an avalanche of things against you. Yeah, and yet you're still and like you're trying effective. to you're trying to like highlight your accomplishments and then he's like, Stormy Daniels collusion. It's like God damn, like yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely definitely get that. One thing I will say about healthcare before we move on to the the last and uh, topic for the for the episode is um you're saying the collusion. No, no, about about uh, healthcare. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Is uh, is that? I think that's another thing that politicians and actually insurance companies have sort of banked and the medical field really. Politicians, the medical field, and the insurance companies have banked off th- people thinking that that shit is more complicated than it really ought to be, and I think that's why 
nobody really has a great understanding of what of what like how healthcare should be or how it should operate. Yeah. I think the best the best ideas, some of the best ideas that I've heard about healthcare is like between Dinesh D'Souza and Ben Shapiro, like in terms of it being a free market, limited, and I mean very limited, like government intervention, okay. making things affordable. So, you know, if anybody's interested in that, like you could look on YouTube and see what they've had to say about that. But I, and it's very simple versus like what the government has proposed. Yeah. And again, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think a lot of politicians, they really do bank off of people believing things are more complicated than they really are or need to be. Yeah. Final topic for the episode. We've covered a lot. Instagram models. Just in one word, like, what would you say about it? Like, what, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say Instagram model? Thoughts. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and not thoughts as in like I'm thinking. T-H-O-T-S. Thoughts. Uh, <laughs> why? Why? Yeah. Um, well, just because they're willing, they're willing to fucking... I mean, there's just not too much... Uh, Are you slut-shaming? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, probably, right? I, I just call it the way it is. People get mad at that. But... And, and no. You know what? No. Because you can be a slut. If you, if you want to be a slut, or or, or or if you're so offended, if you want to sleep around with a billion guys, good on you. But don't expect motherfuckers to be fucking with that. You know? Like, right. don't expect that. It's cool, though. Like, if, that, if that's what you're on, that's cool. Like, I'm not going to be on some, oh, oh uh, You're like, nasty. Yeah, you're nasty. No, li- live that life. Be happy. If that's what you, and that, that makes you happy, that's fine. But, but don't be mad that people are going to have a certain view of you. Exactly. And that to me that's not slut shaming. It's no, not no, no, it's not it's slut not, shaming. It's it, just it's, it's a motherfucking market, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's a dating market. So but but um yeah like pretty much I, I, well, th- there's a lot. Cause about them, okay, yeah, you know, you got that ass out, you got them tits out, whatever, right? You're gonna do that. It is what it is. I like seeing it, so I'm not gonna complain. But as a person, it's like, is this what your worth is? And again, if you're happy with that, cool. Now, on the on the commentary and on the people that are viewing this, I find a, a big problem when it comes to the guys. Like, you put these women on a pedestal. Putting the pussy on a pedestal. Putting the pussy on a pedestal. Puss a liar. <laughs> Puss a liar. liar the goddess. Up in, up in the IG. But it's like... And then and then and then because of it, then you get songs from like fucking J Cole like photograph, which I hope never again someone does some shit like that. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh man, I'm so in love with you. Get real, the real fuck out of here, real quick. Isn't it so crazy how Ed Sheeran's song photograph is so much better, and he's not a rapper. Is so much better. Than J. Cole's song titled Photograph. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. But but yeah, it's way so, better. But yeah, go ahead, continue. But but um yeah, it's it's like so so it's like one of those things where like these these women are being fed this ego, you know, by these yes. guys, by these lame ass motherfuckers Foolish. who are like, Yeah, you're dumb. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I watch this shit, but fuck you. I don't got shit to tell you. I don't know you. 
And all these rest of the guys are going to fucking tell you how good you look anyway. So. It's Pusalaya. <laughs> Please, get on your knees. So the reason the reason why we brought this up today is because there there's a video on World Star that we were watching. It's like a four minute video, and this guy he's talking about Instagram models and why they all or not all, but a lot of them seem to always be traveling to Dubai. And I've noticed that amongst Instagram models, like they're you know have selfies in Dubai and all that. And I have a friend that recently went to Dubai, a friend um, that I um, I went to high school with. Hardworking guy, great guy. Him and his girl, they went to Dubai. And he spent some money to get out there. Obviously, like I say, he's a hardworking guy. He has a good job. So he was able to do it, and they had a great time. Yeah. And when I asked him, because we, we went to dinner one day, and we're sitting down, and I talked to him, and I'm like, hey, um, how about how much did that cost? And he said, you know, like like 2500 they had a good time and all that. And I was like, okay. So I started thinking about that. And it, I did find myself a little perplexed. I'm like, damn, how much money are Instagram models making? Because like, it can't be that much because you don't see anything really trending about the, about the majority of them when it comes to money. Like, you know how like with rappers, like Forbes comes out with a list. YouTube, even YouTube stars has a Forbes list, like the top yeah. five. So, but it's like you for Instagram models, you don't really see like any like real traction, like in terms of what kind of money they make. There's yeah. no, there's really no like 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 uh, qu- quantitative data out there when it comes to the money they make. Yeah, yeah. So I know that like there's some that do make a lot of money because they have however many millions of followers or whatever. But I'm talking about like your average Instagram model. I feel like it's hard to quantitate, especially now that it's so oversaturated. Oh, very. It's like yeah. uh, even I would imagine now they would make even less money. Yeah. So, like, I found myself sort of, you know, interested. Like, well, how? I, now, granted, I know, like you said, like there's all the guys that worship Pusalaya. I'm sure they, <laughs> they, they guys like that, and they like blow all kind of money on them and all kind of shit like that and whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then in this video, this guy talks about how there's a lot of rich people in Dubai, which we know that. And like they're pretty much flying these women out there. And in some cases, obviously, he had he had no evidence to substantiate this. But what he's saying does track and it does make sense that like these these guys are flying them out there and in some cases like they're shitting on them because like a lot of the guys that are out there they're like they're into that like yeah. shitting shitting on like western women yeah literally shitting like literally way. shitting on them. not like fucking them and saying oh like i'm done with you no, not no. shitting on them like that no like shitting on them like feces on their tits <laughs> yeah <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> and, and, and so and so now we don't know about that, but we do know that a lot of them are going to. Uh, we know what we do. We don't because there's no videos out there of like them getting shot on. Although that'd be very interesting to watch, but uh, but we do know we do know that they're getting flown out to Dubai or they're flying out to Dubai. A lot of them are, and we do know that for the most part they're not like making like loads of money where like this can be such a a, a regular and common thing 
for these women that don't have any like other career or any other means. Obviously, like if you're a hot lawyer that's making a lot of money and you're an Instagram model, well, you have money or you just have like you're a career woman and you're yeah. hot and you're an Instagram model, well, you have money. But like the average Instagram model that all they do is like go to the gym and post pictures all day. We're not seeing the means of, of their revenue stream. Yeah. And so it does make sense. So that is crazy to me. Um, like, like, like these these puzzle pieces being connected. Yeah, and well, he mentioned the tag the sponsor dot com, and and again, you know, we we just saw the video and I was checking, and then it has like pictures of like the messages. Like, dudes, like, oh, I'll fly you over. Oh, yes, I want a lot of money. I want this. I want that. Motherfuckers are saying, oh, yeah, hell yeah, but I'll pay you. And they're responding to it, you know? And it's like, damn, that's 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 some deep shit. And then he in the video, then again, that's when he mentioned that, you know, that people are that 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 people don't like that side because it's slut shaming, you know? But it's just saying that this is what that woman is doing, you know? It's not like saying, like, oh, shame on her, you know? Yeah. If people react like that, that's an individual person. Saying how they feel. How can you tell someone individually how they should feel? Whether they're wrong or right. Like, like you could have a, a, a debate, an intellectual debate, and then body that person if they're wrong, or, or, or at least be, you know, disagree to, or agree to disagree. But, you know, people are going to have their thoughts. There's different cultures. There's different uh, mindsets to people. Their thoughts, not their thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah their thoughts. T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Um, and, and that's the thing. So to me, it's like the website saying that and exposing something, you know, and, and, and to me, it's like that. It's funny because I feel like if it was a different, like for example, for the me too stuff, right? Like if someone started putting all the, the, the conversations between like a, a girl and the dude, they would have a problem, right? Or they would be okay. To infringe, you're like, like, what was that? Uh, the the racist motherfucker from the Clippers, um, Sterling, Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling. Yeah, like, listen, I don't agree with dude. Like, that's fucked up. Why would you even feel like that? But that was his thoughts, and this bitch recorded, dude, and that she kind of infringed on his privacy, right? His, his thought exposed his thoughts. <laughs> 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 right so people didn't have a problem with that yeah you know what i'm saying so across the board then you shouldn't have a problem with this thought and right. then you having thoughts about that exactly <laughs> and that's what that's what we're saying yeah that it makes you think thoughts <laughs> but uh yeah so, we're having too much so with this shit <laughs> so yeah that that's the episode for today thank you guys so much for listening uh Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Uh, go to HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. Thank you guys so much for listening every day. I mean, every week. I wish we were every day. Not yet, uh, but every week because we continue to grow things because you keep listening. If you have a chance, if it's not too much trouble, go to iTunes, rate us, and drop a comment. It's nice. It uh, helps us out. We're out. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Oh, hey, quick, 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 quick. Um, it's Memorial Day today. You're going to listen to this uh, tomorrow, but till it hurts, go check that shit out. All American, baby. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. 
Wait, today's Memorial Day. You will, you'll hear it on the Tuesday after Memorial Day. But yeah, Till It Hurts is an All-American video, All-American song. Check it out, definitely. That was a good catch. Um, yeah, happy Memorial Day. Be safe. We're out for real this time. <laughs> Peace. Peace.